Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's going to let me live to pack it until all around the world it's been circulated. Greetings, friends. We're excited to be back here in the studio. This is another episode of Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Today's recording is a little bit different than what we usually do. We've decided starting from today, every single month we'll be doing a monthly recap of the different activities that are taking place in all the countries that we're involved, including the message job application as well. For the team, I'm excited to talk about these things here. I know we've had the BFC hard, we've had different episode covering different uh, happenings in Uganda and Ethiopia. But today, let's just focus on the month of August. I think that's great, Brother Jean. And and uh, I'm excited to do it just because there, there are always things in missions that um, don't get reported, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we cover such a broad scope of working in different languages, different countries and different things that sometimes the project might be small or it might be a one-off or something. And so we don't necessarily uh, have an opportunity to bring it up during a service, bring in an update, doesn't, it doesn't get into an article on the BFCR or on the website or something. So uh, I really like this, this if we can make this work. Yep. But I'm also going to take advantage here to just say um, that after this podcast, we're going to have a series of podcasts with Brother Stephen Abali, who will be in Cloverdale Bible Way. So I'm gonna make That's a push. Right. I'm gonna make a push for that one, and uh, so we're gonna have some detailed updates on the country of Uganda coming up. But uh, this one is about missions in general. That's exciting. Looking forward to having Brother Stephen Ibali here. Amen. Speaking of Brother Stephen, then why don't we start with Uganda then? Okay. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about what's happening in Uganda? Perhaps before we go into details, just give us an overall summary of what's transpired before we go into specifics. Overall, uh, of what transpired in the month of August? Yes. Okay. Uh, meetings, meetings, and meetings. <laughs> baptism, uh, baptism, and baptism. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I, I count 17 outreach meetings wow. during the month of August. Wow. And the reason I count that is because they send me updates. That's part of the deal we have is, is you know, send me pictures, send me updates on what you're doing because we help them a little bit with their expenses to get out and hold these meetings in different areas. So we have, we have updates, we have translations happening, we have books being printed, we have um, uh, different things that are taking place that are maybe are uh, outstanding just within themselves, hundreds of baptisms during the month of August. Do you have a number in terms of when it comes to a baptism? Well, let me, let me, update you on just a little bit of specifics. And I will say there will be an article coming out, a video article on the website on just things that happened basically within one week in Uganda. Wow. And so what they did was they arranged several baptisms, several different places. So let me just quickly recap that uh, for the people. And that is, it was about the middle of August. It was a Tuesday and there was uh, in the town of uh, Namutambu, on Tuesday, there were 69 people baptized. On Wednesday, there were 36 people baptized in another location. On Thursday, 
I'm sorry, on Friday in the town, town of Katira, there was 56 people baptized. Also on Friday, there was a, a group of young people that came to Brother Fred Chienji. Is that the young people group that you that you referred to last time? That's right. Right, that came from a boarding school? That's right. Right, okay. Yeah, so they were going to be breaking for, for like a spring break. Right. I don't know what they call it over there. And uh, But before they were baptized, they had one young man that had been that had been on fire for God, 14 years old, witnessing for the Lord. Aye. And uh, there was a group of about 50 of them that were baptized over there in Uganda. That's incredible. So that was all in one week. So um, what did I just say? Over 200 baptisms there? I wasn't keeping track. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't add the math in my head. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like it was over 200. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what's happening in the baptism area as far as numbers go. And these are these are groups that the established ministers are baptizing. Like we recounted recently, there was a group of about 30 ministers that were baptized wow. in, uh, I think that was the month of July. And those ministers will then go home and baptize their own people. Right. Right. So these we don't hear about. Right. So these are things that are happening. Hundreds of baptisms in local churches by local ministers that are new in the message of the hour, they've seen the truth of the Godhead and the revelation of the word for their day. So the people are coming out of their uh, denominational ideas, getting baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, embracing the message of the hour, sometimes at great expense. And uh, we have another video that we're going to put together. I just got it yesterday. Uh, was a great video because Brother Stephen was... Uh, sharing with me of Brother James Katumba had been ministering in an area under a tarp and the skies opened up. And this can happen in Uganda yeah. where the rain just pours down. Yeah. It's like a prairie rainstorm. It mm-hmm. just dumps huge amounts of rain in a short period of time. And so that you can see the believers, you know, get up and try and keep the rain, the tarp from collapsing as it's collecting rain and different things. And then, yeah, the second video shows the people worshiping and the preaching going on under the same tarp once the rain had stopped. So wow. the people were able to stay dry. And, th- and that's the importance of the tarps that we have helped them to purchase right. for these groups that have been kicked out of their churches. Mm-hmm. So they have a place of worship. It's very rudimentary, but we're going to put those videos up on the internet. And we'll, if you're not on our mailing list, if people are not on our mailing list to get notified, they can uh, ask to be added to the mailing list. Brother Jean, how do they get added to the mailing list? Well, if you listen to the podcast at the very end, clear instructions are provided on how to do that. But if you can send an email to info at bible-believers.org, we can take care of that as well. All right, super. Uh, That's an important thing that you mentioned, Brother Tim, the TARPs, for example. So why don't we talk a little bit about the needs of the people there, because we know that many of them, they kicked out of the organization. They have no place for worship. What can be done to support the local believers? In in the last year and a half, we've built about 50, uh, I think it was 49 or 50 uh, tin structures for people to worship under. We've been uh, working a little bit in the last six months on building latrines because some of the areas won't allow them to use the tin structures unless they have a a sanitary facility. So we've just completed five more latrines and that article was just posted on the website. Right. And so, um, we're, that's where we are. And we, 
We are thankful. We don't emphasize the building of churches. That's not our emphasis. But when those who are burdened for the building of churches step forward to um, to do something for these congregations in Uganda, we take that money that is specifically given for the building of churches and use it for the building of churches or latrines or, you know, that okay. sort of thing. So, so those are part of the needs that are there. We are printing books in Uganda. Last month we printed 8,600 books. In That's in the month of July or August? August. August. Okay. In the month of August, we just printed that. That number hasn't been released yet, Brother Jean. So that's maybe why you asked if it was the previous number. <laughs> but yeah, I just got that number. 5,000 books in the Luganda language, 3,000 books in the Ateso language, and 600 books in the uh, Ranya Kenya Rwanda. Yes, Kenya Rwanda language, which is actually a Rwandan language, but it's in the in the southwest of Uganda. There are many Kenya Rwanda speakers, mm. and so that's why we print a small quantity of Kenya Rwanda books every month. Look at that! The, the benefit of being a missionary, you get to learn about the geography yeah. <laughs> of these countries. <laughs> which which also reminds me because because we'll also be having Brother James Navanabandi coming through Cloverdale Bible Way at right. the end of September. Right. And so the people can look forward to a podcast with him. Mm -hmm. we, he'll be updating us on what's going on in the western part of Uganda. All right. All right. I believe you are going to Uganda too. So, uh, yeah, I got talking about everything else and <laughs> I'm in the middle of planning a trip to Uganda in the beginning of October. I'll be leaving uh, for Uganda. Brother Victor Adamora will be coming with me from yeah. Cloverdale Bible Way. And joining us will be uh, my son, Stephen, and my grandson, Judah. Wonderful. And so they're joining us in Uganda. And I've got a schedule made up for these young brothers. Uh, my son, Stephen, of course, is a minister, an established minister. And, and I've even told Brother Victor, be prepared to speak. <laughs> and so we're going to be sending them out into the hinterlands to some of these churches that we've built. And they'll be able to... Uh, visit them, visit the believers, greet the people, speak to them. All of that's going on in the country of Uganda where we'll get firsthand updates. We'll be with uh, Brother Stephen Ibali for the first uh, six days and then with Brother Fred Chienji for about six days there in the country of Uganda. Wonderful. I guess we can also plan for a podcast. When, when, you, when you return, we can record an episode with Brother Victor, yourself, and Brother Stephen, and even Brother Judah. We'll see how we can arrange that when you when you return. Absolutely. Now, let's carry on here on the subject of Uganda. We hear about a lot of ministers getting baptized, and I believe that there is a monthly ministers' meetings that take place at Sita Tabernacle, if I'm not mistaken. Can you tell us a little bit more about those meetings, how they're structured, and uh, what's the cadence? Is it monthly, weekly, bi-monthly? And... Um, what happened this month in terms of ministers' meetings? Right. Well, actually, both Brother Fred in his church in Sita and Brother Stephen Abali in, a, in different locations, he, they both have two ministers' meetings a month, I believe it is. It's bi-weekly. Bi-weekly, okay. Yeah, so it's like on a Tuesday or something. And, and so uh, Brother Stephen holds them in different locations so that whatever is convenient to get the ministers together, he mm -hmm. goes out into the field to do that. Brother Fred has them at his own church uh, just for the facilities and the ability to, to use a projector and that sort of thing. Right. They go through some of the things that we all know and believe as believers mm -hmm. because these people are just fresh out of denomination, many of them. And 
Brother Fred has uh, established himself uh, there amongst them to be able to take them into different doctrines. They have questions and answers and that sort of thing. And Brother Stephen does the same thing to bring the, the ministers along as quickly as possible in the light of the message. Personally, I've, I've done a lot of preaching to ministers and to men. And the, the biggest thing is to help them to um, focus on what Brother Branham is saying. It's not just preaching a subject, but to help them to be able to study the message. Right. And because they have to get their own revelation. They have to establish their own walk with God and their own ability to search out the truths of God that have been revealed in the light of the message. Yes, sir. So that's the main emphasis of what's happening there. And this month specifically, do you know how many attended? Is there any, any new baptism? that? Not that I know. I don't get numbers in the minister's meetings. I just get okay. pictures. Right. So you, in the picture, you might see... 50. I've seen ministers' meetings that are standing room only in CETA. So there might be 120, 150 mm-hmm. ministers at wow. a, a given meeting. And uh, Brother Stephen, the same way, you might, I think his numbers are a little bit smaller as far as number of ministers, might be 25 to 50 that attend those meetings. Okay. Is there, uh, in terms of translations, or rather in terms of uh printing material is there anything that needs to be done to support these new ministers and because you talked about all the different books that were printed in uganda and you talked about the different languages but what you didn't tell us is what are the titles that are being printed are these church age books that are being printed or or just other messages they're individual messages that we preach uh, that we print rather in the country okay and we have a high high speed printer and brother basabozi in kampala uh, runs the printing operation, also runs the translation that's happening in Uganda. But uh, the we print outside the country the major, larger books of the message, such as the Church Age book, mm-hmm. which we've printed, I believe, 35,000 of those. Uh, the Seals book, which we've printed 10,000 of those. The Hebrew series, 10,000. And I will say we're getting low on inventory on those bigger books, Um we also print Bibles, of course. A lot of the new believers don't have Bibles. But in the message books, we're below 2,000 in inventory in any of those titles. So mm. whether it be uh, the Church Age books, the Seals, the Hebrews books, they're all under 10,000. And we'll, we will especially be printing the Church Age book again as soon as possible. That has been a key book for us to get the message into the hands of the people. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's about it in terms of Uganda. Is there anything else you want to add before we move on to Ethiopia? Um, No. Oh, one other. When I say 17 meetings, outreach meetings, I include in that the meetings amongst the prisoners. And we've seen there is a prison outreach that's going on, numbers of people being baptized, including a prison warden. I'm not right. sure I mentioned that before. You mentioned that to me, but I don't think we have that on the record. Right. And uh, so the word is reaching and that even the prison warden has been impacted. That's incredible. By the message of the hour. So great things happening in that country. And I think that sums up pretty much the uh, country of Uganda. Wonderful. Just wonderful. Let's move on to Ethiopia. Now, 
similar questions. Can you give us an update on all the regions? Perhaps you're not able to go region by region, but we've heard about the Brizit, Shoney, uh, Addis Ababa, where the church is with, with uh, Brother Morges and the church in Ahwasa. Can you tell us how the believers doing there? What's happening in Ethiopia? Ethiopia for the month of August, in which I was there in May. So this is now a few months after the trip. For the month of August, the main focus has been actually to breeze it. Okay. And uh, the brothers, uh, Brother Mogus travels there every week. I think he's there every Friday ministering to the groups that's rising up there. There were a number more souls baptized from the group in Debrizit. So we're talking now totally probably reaching about 20 people wow. been baptized there in Debrizit. And it's about, I think, an hour away from Ethiopia or from Addis Ababa. So it's not that far. Okay. Uh, of course, realizing that people don't have vehicles, so that's quite a distance. Yeah. When you say an hour by vehicle, I think there might be one or two brothers that have a vehicle. So in that way, they've been spending a lot of time with the saints in Debrizit, also bringing them into uh, Addis Ababa because they're just new believers and mm -hmm. getting them grounded in the word and that sort of thing. So we're really happy and excited about what is happening there. The, the needs for printing there is still great. I will be going to Ethiopia just before Uganda. So I'll, when I go on my Uganda trip, I will stop in Ethiopia for a weekend just myself. So I will travel alone and stop there and then meet up with the rest of the brothers in Uganda. So we're going to have a weekend of meetings, bring in some of the other brothers uh, from the different, some of the ministers and brothers that maybe we might call them elders or, or brothers that may have a ministry from different areas. And uh, like Brother Joseph, whom we've spoken about before, yeah. he'll be coming up and uh, uh, some of uh, the other brothers, Tesfa and uh, Brother Ephraim from Hawassa. And the church there is doing well. And they're continuing to have regular meetings, Brother Ephraim and Brother Tesfa both ministering. So Wonderful. I'm interested to get an update while I'm there and yeah. see how they have progressed mm -hmm. because there was some real breakthroughs when we were there yeah. in May. And so I'm interested to see that, but we want to get the church age book in Afana Romo finished. And that's still a labor that's going on. That's I, the biggest need there at the moment. Yeah. I just got a, a translation report. There were three translations done, two in Amharic and one in Afana Romo in the month of August. Okay. So that continues to happen and we're happy for that. Wonderful. Yeah. Can you give us an update of uh, the needs of these emerging groups? I believe a few months ago, we had Brother Mogus on the podcast and we talked about some of these things. There's some groups that are rising up there that they don't have any place of worship or maybe they're in need of some materials, whether it be books or maybe a place of worship, things like that. I'm very happy to report when, we, I think it was because of the podcast that uh, after the podcast was made, there were someone stepped forward to help these groups. Wow! So that we were able to uh, purchase some chairs, nice, and you know get some supplies to them, uh, help them a little bit with uh, organizing meetings, maybe getting uh, a little bit of rent into their hands to have a place where they could have a meeting. So someone did hear the podcast and Wonderful. did step forward on it. So we, we praise God for that. Praise the Lord. And may the Lord richly bless them. Amen. Of course, we will cover Ethiopia as well when you return from your trip with the team. 
and maybe we can talk about some of the things that you experienced while you're on the ground there. Is there anything else on Ethiopia or can we move on to the message hub? Let's move on to the message hub. Message hub is a oh, kind of a, covers a lot of territory. Yeah. So let's go to the message hub. Where do you want to start? How about you just give us uh, a rough number of how many translations we have in the message hub in the month of August worldwide, like you said, it covers mm-hmm. all the different countries. Well, I don't have to give you a rough number. I can tell you exactly 116 new translations in wow. the month of August in all of the different categories, all of the different languages. So um, uh, I, I don't have all the names in front of me. I think uh, last time we talked about the message hub on one of our, I think on questions and answers, uh, we talked about, I talked to or listed all of the languages that yeah. are active in translation. So mm-hmm. I won't go through them all again, <laughs> but uh, there were quite a number of them. Some of them are are sponsored by us at every month end. Like right now, we're recording this at the end of August. I get reports from translators that we sponsor. A good example is the language of Yoruba in Nigeria. Nigeria yeah. They are, we have 227 messages that we want translated and that produces about 250 when we generate the tracks for the church age book. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, they are virtually done as of this month, their entire 227 message allotment. Wow. And I talked to them recently and said, uh, I actually was working, there's a brother in the church here from Nigeria. There's several brothers from Nigeria, but one in particular, Brother Yomi, is is the one that's managing the project. Wonderful. And uh he told, I asked him, I says, how many, you must be getting close to the end. How many do you have left? And he says, only about 12. <laughs> I said, well, that's wonderful. Praise God. Wow. He, he said, what happens then? I says, what happens then is we stop sponsoring it. <laughs> I says, they can keep translating. I said, that's, we're happy if they keep going in the language and keep translating. Mm-hmm. But Bible believers won't sponsor more uh, other than to, you know, uh, than to just say, we, we will take uh, those funds and maybe utilize them in a different area. So that's what kind of what happens. One language finishes, mm-hmm. it frees up funds to maybe sponsor another language right. or something. And and right. uh, But I will stress that a lot of languages that we get translations for on the Message Hub are not sponsored. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we will jump in where there's a real need. And the brothers in Nigeria, they've been very diligent to not just do the translation, but they've actually taken some of the translation funds that they've received and printed books with them. Mm. So they we're not just getting translations on the message hub. They're actually getting books printed out there in Nigeria and giving out to the people that speak Yoruba. Wonderful. And those two, 227 messages are accessible now on the message hub? Yes. Wonderful. Yes, yes. And does that include the church age in Yoruba? Yes. Yes, it does. Wow. That's quite something. If I go to Yoruba. It's a very popular uh, language in Nigeria. I think it's one of the three most spoken in the country. If I type Yoruba right now, two hundred. it says 227 messages found right there. All right. So they the have a number. few left. <laughs> yeah, they have a few left because that includes the tracks. Right. They have a few left to do. So this is the... Um, they have the church age book, all the tracks have been generated. A matter of fact, I can say just this month, uh, in the month of August, the 
church age book tracks, which include subjects like uh, the sevenfold glory of Christ, uh, you know, that the deity of Jesus Christ, the uh, where Satan's throne on the earth, of course, on the Catholic Church and and uh, the Godhead and um, all of those things. God's Vindicated Prophet Today, all right out of the Church Age book. So these 25 tracks, once the Church Age book is done, then we can generate those tracks. And just in August, we've done two languages. One is the Kurundi language for Burundi. Burundi. Yeah. And the other is the Karamajong language for Northern Uganda. Okay. So both of those languages now have the tracks from the Church Age book available on the Message Hub in their language. I so love that we can do that. It's, it's so efficient that we can extract all those once the church book is completed. It sure is. Can you tell us, I'm just curious, in terms of translations, can you tell us which language is the most active or maybe the top five languages? Can you pull that? Translation? Yes. Um, I can just say it off the top of my head because, you know, translation, if it's, it's basically the ones that we are sponsoring that is the most active. A teso is another language that is almost done. And they published, I think, about 23 messages this month. And uh, so a Teso language in Uganda, the um, the Kurundi language, which I already mentioned, very active. The Yoruba language is very active, but it's just coming to a completion. Mm-hmm. And uh, other languages would be as far as translation goes, that I see, let me pull it up here. You're asking me, I've given you, what have I given you, three? Yeah. Okay, there are languages uh, that also use the um, easy translate, the artificial intelligent portion yeah. of the message hub, and Afrikaans stays quite active. And so that's that's very, very much moves forward. Um and those are the top ones anyway. Wow. You know, there's a lot of other ones that might be similar in activity. And so I don't want to say something and leave somebody else out. Activity, though, ask me another question. I'll ask you to ask me the question. <laughs> downloading. Okay. I, I yeah. have the details on downloading. Okay. I guess that counts as activity. <laughs> yeah. So downloading translations... The number one consistently is Spanish. I would have never guessed. Really? Wow. Yes, yeah, Spanish is the number one. So, so for example, let me let me just go back here through August. Last week, number one in download was Spanish. Number two was Chinese. Number three, you'll never guess number three. Not in a million years, so I'll tell you. <laughs> Indonesian. Wow. And uh, so if we go to the week before that, the number one was Spanish. The number two was Tamil. Hmm. Number three was English. The week before that, number one was Spanish. Number two then was English. And then Telugu. And interesting, number four was Swahili on that week. Wow. (laughs) And so then the week after that, we're back to Spanish, followed by English, followed by Chinese. And then after that was German. Wow, it so, changes. <laughs> so when I when I say these languages, that's te- that's the top few right. 
there's generally 40 to 50 languages every week that are downloaded. Mm. And so that, that just gives the people an idea. Wow. And I should, uh, let me give you numbers. Okay. I should just tell you that before we jump away. Over 15,000 downloads in the month of August. Just in the month of August. Yeah. 15,000. That's incredible. And I would have never guessed some of the languages that you mentioned, Indonesian and Telugu. I could not have guessed those were in the top three. Yeah. I don't even know what's happening in Indonesia. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what's happening either. There are established churches there. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have been, they have been actually very early in the life of the message hub to see the advantages of it. Mm -hmm. And they, so they've been active in uploading, active in using, uh, like as soon as we came out with the mobile apps, you know, they were some of the first that said, how do we get our language on the mobile app? And, and so they're very active people, very diligent. And that's what I love about the message hub is it's not, it's not necessarily run from Cloverdale here. It's just, we've supplied the tools and people catch the vision in their countries, in their languages mm-hmm. and love to access it and access the message because they're in love with the message. Mm-hmm. The message is Christ. You know, they that's want it. the word and they want to eat the word. And that's, Amen. that's a great thing. Amen. Well, running out of time here. So we have about two minutes left here. Let's talk about the mobile app since you just mentioned that. What's the status of the mobile application you know, for Android because we know we have a new version for iOS and mm-hmm. the Android is still the old version. Can you give us an update on that? The only update I can give you is uh, we are working on it. And there are some new features that are in the works. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope to have it in the not too distant future. But I'll just tell the people, I'm sitting here with a fellow who is active in doing programming <laughs> on the mobile apps, and that's Brother Jean Manassi. So, Brother Jean, why don't you give us an update <laughs> on the mobile apps? Well, that backfired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are working on a, on a new mobile application that's going to be both Android, iOS, and also desktop, actually. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be one platform that allows us to publish applications in all those different areas so we don't have to maintain different uh, code bases. So if we make a change in one place, then the iOS gets the same features, Android gets the same features, the uh, website will get the same features, and the desktop version will also get the same features. So that's currently what we're working on. I don't know exactly date, but I'm excited about this because this will make life so much easier for the people that are working on the application. But it's also going to bring a better experience for the users because then I'll get parity of features. So you don't have to choose, should I get an iPhone or an Android? It's going right. to be the same experience regardless. Amen. Now, how many... People are on the team. I think there's four or five people. About working five on? people now that are working yeah. on this. Yeah. yeah, a few that are working on the back end. Uh, myself, I'm working on the mobile application, and there's another brother who's working on the desktop version. A lot of that is volunteer work, but but we do compensate the programmers, and we know they're not getting their full rate for programming, and they're volunteering a lot of uh, labor. Mm-hmm. So if somebody has a burden for the message hub, there certainly is an ongoing project that they can donate to. Speaking of donation, how does one sponsor a specific language? Well, we it's hard to sponsor a specific language. Um, the best thing to do is to write us and say, hey, I'm burdened for such and such a language. Is there a need? Uh, some people have already stepped up. Like when I announced the project for Karamajong, there was a brother that stepped up and said, hey, I want to I sponsor it for the monthly amount that you mentioned 
till the project is done. And, wow. and that's a two year project. So we so appreciate that, you know, somebody catching the vision and uh, it shows that God was working on this end. He's working on someone else that has a burden to help. And that brings it all together. So the biggest thing is we move from language to language. Mm -hmm. And if you have a burden for a specific language, uh, we love to to see that and help in that particular language if it's not already being helped in. Okay. Now, I will say one of the things that we've mentioned before is that we wanted to increase the printing in Uganda. And just this month, we are working on a project to expand the printing in Uganda to get more messages into the hands of uh, established churches. So we have different churches that we're working with mm -hmm. to uh, that they're sponsoring X amount of books per month. Like I just had a church uh, sponsor, step up to sponsor 1,500 messages a month, 1,500 books a month. Wow. And uh, that's phenomenal. I have another uh, church in the States that is sponsoring uh, the Karamajong Kara printing. And that's to the tune of about, again, I think 1,500 messages a month. Okay. And so these are the type of projects that we love to be able to take what we're doing and expand it. Okay. Is there any uh, urgent project right now that if I, if I were to ask you, what can I support right now? What can our listeners support right now? What would you say? I would say we have more translation to do than we have funds to do it with. Okay. Uh, there's always a need for translation. I have a couple languages on the back burner that are just not having, we don't have the funds to start them yet. And so that's, that's number one, translation and the message hub. Uh, we don't have a lot of specific support for the upkeep of the web message hub website, mobile apps, all of those sorts of things. And uh, we obviously support it out of general mission funds. A lot of people give to missions just saying, use this wherever you can mm -hmm. or wherever you feel the Lord would have you to put it. And that's, those are the funds that we use for those okay. kinds of things that are underfunded if we can say that. One of the needs in Uganda, great needs, it continues to be uh, tarpaulins and uh, church structures. And so, you know, it's it's about six, $7,000 for a complete tin structure for people to have a church, another $1,500 for a latrine. And uh, those, are, those are projects that they'll always be there. You know, there are just so many souls, so many new believers, mm -hmm. so many congregations that have come into the message that there's no way we can meet all of those needs. But sure. as the funds come in, the Lord gives us enough money to work with. Amen. Well, this was wonderful, Brother Tim. Thank you for taking the time to give us a, a recap of uh, all the different things that have taken place in these countries, namely Uganda, Ethiopia, and also on the message hub. Do you have any closing comment? Um. I will say that, you know, that we should maybe just mention the uh, Amara language in South America. We, uh, we, there wasn't a lot that happened other than I get about weekly pictures from the brother that works in that language. He just told me that his laptop got burnt up in a, <laughs> uh, a lightning storm. Oh, my. And so he got, he fried his laptop. I asked him if he lost his translations. He says, no, that was in an external hard drive and it's, it's okay. But he's, he's asking for a new laptop, and so we're going to see what we can do for him. Okay. You know, and that's just a small 
operation that's happening there in uh, in uh, Bolivia. That's the country there. Bolivia, yeah. There's other another language that we're just adding to the message hub from a, an area close by in Central America, another native language. Matter of fact, I just finished uploading the first uh, translation out of the Church Age book. And uh, I don't actually want to mention the name until I actually publish it. Okay. So it will be in the September update. That's a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to know. Can you tell me offline? <laughs> well, thank you, Brother Tim, and thank you to our listeners once again. And we're so uh, thankful seeing what the Lord continues to do in these countries. And we're thankful for all your support and assistance and all your donations that goes towards helping provide for these needs. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This was another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're interested in more podcasts and more content as it pertains to mission, please go to our website at bibleway.org. That's bibleway.org and subscribe to our newsletter. We will make sure that we send you updates on a weekly basis of the works that the Lord is doing all over the world. Additionally, you can send us an email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Once again, we'd like to thank you for your support. This podcast would not be a success without you. Until next time, may God bless you.